I want these guys when they come in. I mean, you've got to know the good and the bad and the ugly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of these guys don't understand what the dangers are. I'm a guy, I want to know what they are. I mean, I want to know what I'm up against. I don't want to figure, because the trailer's falling over, that's a little late to tell me that we right. got a problem. And that's why I'm kind of a stickler on, you know, the way I, some of this stuff that I've said and, and been on, because I think these guys, some of these guys really don't know when they get here. They really don't know. And, and I think they should know. Welcome to the Oakley Podcast, Trucking, Business, and Family. This show is brought to you by Oakley Trucking, headquartered in North Little Rock, Arkansas. The purpose of this podcast is to communicate with Oakley owner-operators and their families by giving them up-to-date information concerning Oakley Trucking and the trucking industry, from business advice to safety updates to success stories. Also, to give an insight to outside truck drivers that might be interested in joining the Oakley family. Hi, this is Jeremy Kellett, Director of Recruiting here at Oakley Trucking, and I'm your host for this podcast. This is episode 97. So on today's podcast, I have two of Oakley owner-operators sitting in here with me, and we're going to get down to talking about how to operate in dump trailers. A lot of you guys have been asking about this and getting some particulars on what to do with an in-dump trailer, and there's a, you know, the majority of the people we lease on have never pulled a dump trailer before. So this this episode is going to give you some good insight, some helpful hints, some things to watch for when you uh, start to pull that dump trailer and how to load, how to unload, and just some real good tips to make sure you're doing it safe. So we're going to dive into that real quick. Uh, matter of fact, I just I just soon get off in it and let's get started with this episode of talking about it. With me, I have Chris Pons and I have Weldon Sylvie, owner-operators at Oakley Trucking. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. good. If you would, introduce yourself. Let's start with you, Chris. Kind of give our listeners uh, an idea who you are. Okay. My name's Chris Pons. I'm from Adamsville, Tennessee. Obviously a big-time Vols fan. Yeah. I got, got, got my business We made him right take now. the Tennessee hat off. Yeah, I got the business. <laughs> got the business hat Leave on. the shirt on with <laughs> yep. Yeah. Now you uh, bring the shirt, though. Family? I am happily divorced. Happily divorced. <laughs> Kids? I've got two. I've got two that I claim. Awesome. Uh, How old are they? Uh, Matt is 35. He came along uh, when I came along. He was 11. And then, of course, Madison Austin. She's now Frank's and uh, she's 24. Fantastic. Just got married. Yeah. Matt's got three and Madison has one. He just, he's going to turn one this month. Grandpa. Yep. That's what they call me. Grand, mm -hmm. Granddaddy or Grandpa Chris. What do you do in your spare time? With them, <laughs> I, I still mess with cars, motorcycles. Um, still like to hunt and fish when I can. Manly stuff. That's what we do. Yeah, but the hunt, the hunting and fishing here in the last four years has been kind of out. Yeah. You know, I had some friends of mine, and it, it just didn't work out over here in Stuttgart duck hunting and stuff. You know, he he's kind of incarcerated, so mm, not good, <laughs> not good. Yeah, so the kind of you know me and me and the boss there. That's what I call Madison. Me and the boss. Okay. She's a me and her are the duck hunters. Yeah, you know? nice. and of course Matt's in the deer hunting. So, but he's down here in Mississippi. So, how long you been with Oakley? I've been here. Well, April will be four years. Nice. So, well, good, good. I'm sure you got some good insight. We'll get started. I want to hear from you here in a minute. How about you, Mr. Weldon? All right. My name is Weldon Silve. I've been with Oakley a little over a year now. I've got married, happily married, and with two kids. My daughter Layla, she is uh, 19, and I got a son, uh, Mason, which is 16. Past time, I hunt and fish. I'm Do a, big, I'm a big deer hunter. I'm a big bow hunter. Love it. And I love bass fishing. So um hadn't been doing a lot of that lately, but um oh, but me and you're gonna get along good, Weldon. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm man. I'm addicted but, to that bass fishing. Oh man, I miss it. I don't get to do it as much as I used to, but it's uh when I do do it in our neighborhood lakes or whatever, man, it's 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 hard for my wife to get me home. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand totally. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, good. Well, I appreciate both of you guys taking time out to do this because what we want to do is give some good, helpful information to guys out there that are interested in pulling in dumps or our owner-operators that are already out there doing it because I'm sure you see it every day with people out there doing it different ways and trying to uh, do it the safest way. And it can definitely be a little frustrating, you know. And, and one thing I know we've talked about in the past, Chris, is is training. You know, we're not yes. – we're not real good at training. You know, we try to pair you up with another owner-operator to go for your first few loads and, and have them show you. Of course, we show you on the yard how to operate a dump trailer. But, you know, this is clean, level ground out here. It's not really in the 
man, it helps a lot. And I think Randolph does a great job of showing that initially. But when you're out there in the elements every day, yeah. the wind and uh, unlevel ground rain. and rain and mud and that kind of stuff, trying to operate a dump trailer, you got to be on your game. You got to yeah. know what's going on. And the majority of the people that come over here have never pulled a dump before. So nope. that's that's the challenge that Oakley has. And any way we can help do that with whether it's things that they need to bring with them or have with them to help them, you know, be a safer owner operator that's unloading that dump trailer. That's what we want to do. So you guys have pulled dump trailer before you came to Oakley. Yes. Yes. A 40 footer. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. had some experience. Yes. Yes. How, how much that helped? Man, the more the better, you know, yeah. it, it definitely helps, you know, the dump that, that, that I did, um, you know, like I said, it's been well over 20 years ago, but you know, you, it's like riding a bike, you never forget it. And it's, you know, the more experience you can, you can gain, it's, it's, you know, all it can do is help you. What's some of the, so somebody starting out and let's say, Chris, we, we lease a guy on here and he, he's coming out of the gate and we put him with you. Okay. And we're going to say, all right, Chris, take this guy under your wing for a few loads. Tell us what some of the best things that he needs to know. Right off the bat, he needs to know some phone numbers, not just mine. He needs to make phone numbers of people in end-ups, period, right off the bat. Some other owner-operators that are already here. That are already here. Yep. And doing that because starting off, the biggest thing is there ain't but about five or six really major dumps that we do. And most all of our materials are going to call into, fall into those five or six dumps, whether it be big stuff, little stuff, sand, rocks, feral manganese, or feed, any kind of cattle or whatever that we haul. In, in the training or in through dispatching, generally speaking, we're only going to maybe get maybe three of those dumps in. And some of them are going to be twice. So we're not necessarily covering every dump when we train. So we yeah, have to talk right. about that and we have to, get out there and say, okay, this is what you need to do. And then as we're driving, he needs to make, we meet other drivers, take their telephone numbers down. You know, I still got, I got about a dozen, nice got more than that, but right off the bat, I got a dozen phone numbers quick. Scott from Hornwald, Jackie Ham from Hornwald, Ron L, who was my trainer. Uh, And then of course, Scott was with me, Scott Lady. He was the guy who came up with this idea that we had wrote down and, um, and so Ron, what did Ron L do when he started training you? Well, he quizzed me. I think he was quizzing me to see how much I knew before he was able to really turn me loose. And we only made like a couple, only went one, I made one dump with him because it was at the end of the week and he was out of hours. Okay. So he quizzed me. So I think he figured out pretty quick. I had done this a little before. So he felt pretty confident in turning me loose. And he's going over just kind of like some of these ideas that I had here. You know, the different dumps. You know, you dump coke like this. You don't move. You sand dumps like this. You don't just take a load of coke and stand it all the way up because it will pile up under the trailer. He's the one that told me that. Yeah. And after my second load of coke, I understood that the smaller coke doesn't do as bad. But the larger chunks just fall underneath the trailer. And what you do is when you jack it up, it starts lifting it. And the trailer gets on the trailer and you don't crush. It'll start moving the trailer one way mm-hmm. or the other. So you either got to let it down some and kind of move forward and do it again. You know, you can't just take it all the way up and then let it down because what's going to do, it's just going to pile up, pile up on the floor, and that's it. It's not yeah. going to be like sand. It's not going to be like gravel. It's not going to scatter. That's, that's a good point because a different product mm-hmm. determines different what's different, you know, how you're going to dump, right? Well, right. I mean, it. everything's a little bit different like Chris is saying. So it'd be nice if you could train everybody, you know, Right, and they go, were doing the same yeah, thing all the time. But get a load of granules, go get a load of petroleum coke, right. go get a load of scrap metal, mm-hmm. you know, all those different things that we do to get right. an idea of that. So that's right. what do these guys need to bring? What do they need, some of the tools that they need? Well, you know, you know, off the bat, Oakley, you know, asked for you to have a, a flat shovel and, you know, a, a broom, a push broom, and, you know, steel toe boots. Even now, you know, being that COVID is in, I would suggest having having some masks because sometimes we get into situations where, you know, we're dumping something that's real powdery. Like sometimes you can pick up, you might pick up corn that has the husk mm-hmm. flying in it, man. It'll get in your nose, man. It'll choke you to death just about. Or just about, you know, you know anything in that matter, you know, that could float in the air. But uh, broom, you know, a good broom, shovel, 
Pry bar. We tell them to bring a pry bar. Yeah, punch and hammer. Yeah, yeah, a hammer. hammer. Yeah, what is it like a four pound, four pound hammer or something like yeah. that? Yeah. So one of those guys, I was talking to one of those owner operators, and he was talking about those pins, and which takes me makes me think: Do y'all dump barn door all the time, or no, no. regular dump? Which is which seems to be especially for a new guy because we preach in here for him to barn door a lot. Barn door, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. that that seems to the reason for that is getting the tailgate in the pile and bending hinges. Right. Yeah, getting it, right. getting the trailer door out of the way is always. What, what's the rule of thumb on that? It depends on where you're dumping. Like right. if you're dumping feed, you ain't got no choice. You're gonna let it swing up, mm-hmm. and, but you got to know how to do it. You got to get to dumping. You got to watch the pile. You have to get in and out. You want that trailer door to start swinging backwards before you take it on up. If it's, never back up. It never back up, when and you, if it's driving into the pile you got to stop because it ain't going to back up at that point. And at that point, that's when you're going to bend it when it does hit or it will pack up and bend your trailer. So So you've got to move. Yeah. yeah, You've got to move some to get that door. If it, if the pile don't move it back, then you've got to move forward just to get that door to going back. And then as the pile comes out, it will pick the door up. If it don't, that's when you bend it. So you just put the trailer in hold position, get out and go look. Yes. If it's starting to get close. But you're not all the way to the top now. Right. (laughs) <laughs> not all the way to the top right what i i guess what i've learned is the you know whenever you know it's got different like you said it's different situations because we all so much different material that you know when you're when you're swing dooring meaning you know we're not barn dooring swing dooring i always like you know start off locking your tractor brake and let the trailer walk to you and that in turn as he um as you were saying chris Chris, I'm sorry. Um, right. You know, it's pulling it away when it's pulling the trailer away from the product. Is gonna is lifting that door up on top of the product and is dragging it down. You know, it, and like I said, never back up because if you do, it's gonna jam that door into the product and it's gonna bend the hinge. You know, it could hey, it could potentially throw the trailer one way or another. Also, so it's I, know, paying attention. You know, could I weigh in on that? <laughs> I don't like the idea of setting your truck brakes. Okay, because if it starts to fall, you can't drop the lever and have the trailer come down fast enough. Because what's it going to do? It has no choice but to run backwards. The and truck brakes will not release fast enough for it to walk forward. So its only choice is to fall over or run backwards, run up the pile, and fall over. And I know a lot of guys probably do that, but yeah, we, we tell them in here, leave the trailer brakes locked. Right. Mm-hmm. The tractor move, and if it's starting to get in, then you let it down move forward raise it up again and i know a lot of guys i'm sure don't want to take the time to do that but that is the safest way to do it and that's what we preach to do it too because i i would be scared that that trailer is just gonna you know could if it's moving at all you know yeah. but I, I was also i kind of got you know ahead of the game here talking about dumping but let's talk about in the beginning about loading yeah because isn't that pretty important it's very important. You got to know your weight. You got to know where to put it, how much room is it going to take, and all those factors. Well, I don't know that stuff. I just started, Chris. Well, that's yeah. why you're with me. I'm going to tell you how to load it. <laughs> I need some help. I'm going to tell you how to load it, and yeah. I'm going to tell you how to load everything. You know, if you're loading roofing granules or rocks, you want it all in the middle. You know, gravel, sand, you want it in the middle. Of course, coke is going to take up the whole trailer. So In Birmingham, you're not necessarily allowed to get out and watch it gauges when you're loading coke. At ABC. Now, drivers do it, and then the loaders get mad. And then they will sometimes overload you just because they're being difficult. Because they tell you don't get out. But yet, you know they're overloading. You're going, hey, uh, we need to pull forward, need to pull forward, need to pull forward. And then you roll out of there, 9,200 pounds over gross. Mm. You know, and they do that. I went out there as much as 11,500 over gross. Mm. You know, I rolled out at 92,000, rest under 92,000 pounds. And, of course, what do we got to do? We got to throw it off. And then you throw it off while it's hot. You don't cool it. You got to throw it off while it's hot. So you got to get up our own that. And that makes you mad. What are you thinking? Well, you can't get on it. But You run into you, that wheel? You can't throw it off at the front. <laughs> you can't dump it because the front ain't going to move. So you either dump the whole load or you get up there and throw it off. Most people get up there and throw it off. Mm. Because you can't open that back door and you don't want a barn door to unload it. Because some of these older trailers, they'll spring. Mm-hmm. And you can't put your door lock back in. Oh, That goes back to, you know, equipment things and stuff, you know. I've got a list of stuff. What started my deal on doing this with me and Scott was freezing, D- loading coke at ABC, going to Ridgeburg, Wisconsin. 
you know, there was nine of us that went up there. And I was the first one of the nine to get unloaded, and I was the eighth one there. But I got got it unloaded because I got in there with a hammer and a shovel and done it. it took me two and a half hours. And But no, the rest of them would do it. But I did, so I'm not staying here. Everybody, I mean, of course, that helped too with Kale and Austin. Kale was my first dispatcher, saying that we've put every truck in every shop. They even had one in the uh, fire hall trying to thaw out. And I'm like, well, I'm not sitting here tomorrow to take one of the spots. I'm digging it off. And that's what I done. And so so what did that learn you? When Kale says they called and said, We can't put nothing in it. And we had to cool the load off, which means we put water on. And it says it's gonna freeze. He goes, I know, but we, we can't use it. And, and of course we was all told that. We talked with Austin's driver, there were several drivers there. And we talked about it and I don't know why they wanted to do that, but it was their call. But we did what they asked us to do. And we was like, well, it's gonna be rough. And we get up there and guess what? We're all froze. And no, but I'm saying, what did you learn from the load freezing? What? Don't load it and don't do something like it. We're gonna have to when you you need to. That's one of those things. Thomas training. Watch you need the weather. To, where you're going, you know, it wasn't freezing in Alabama. It was 45 degrees in Birmingham. But we should have said, "Kale, look, it's 45 here, but it's negative 14 there." Mm. They're not thinking that we're gonna freeze between here and there. They're not, they ain't got that in mind. So how have you prevented that next time? Well, salt. Uh, West okay. Knoll, different ones take different things, allow us to use different products. And that's what I'm it. getting at. You know, you you, you learned the hard way. Mm. Yeah. That you learned time. the hard way <laughs> yeah. on frozen loads. So you, how do you prevent that next time? So everybody's a little bit different, I guess. You Have you run across any of that, Weldon? No, I've been for, very fortunate enough not to uh, load that stuff out of Birmingham. Okay. <laughs> In case y'all want to know, it's 10 to 12 pounds of load if you're loading a load of ABC going to Wisconsin. It takes about 10 or 12 pounds of salt to keep it from freezing. Yeah. Mm. You know, if you know you're going to put water on it, and they say go underneath the belt, you better put salt in it. You will freeze. Yeah. I mean, there's no way around Well, it. and that's the big thing is preventive measures for this, you know, stuff. Because we've been doing this for umpteen years. We can talk about WD-40 right. or ether. Yeah, doing it. And, and right. you know, you can you, you got to have some stuff to – to put in the trailer to keep things from freezing yeah. as long as it's okay with the right. customer. That's yeah. the big thing, you know, which salt, you know, pretty much is. Uh, but you got does not want us to use salt. Yeah, so there's there's different customers. So for you guys listening out there, you always don't just put down what you think will keep it from sticking. You got to make sure it's approved and the customer okays it or you'll get there with a rejected load. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then they, that's a whole lot worse than one sticking. Yes, sir. They normally catch it after we leave. You know, they, yeah. they see it, what we've done after we've gone. Then they don't know who done it, but they know they had three or four Oakleys. They know yep. one of the Oakley trucks done it. Yep. And mm. it can typically be a week or two later. Yeah. Well, I tell my trainers or my trainee guys, you know, you're going to take salt. I want you to have plastic. I want you to have RV antifreeze. If you want to throw a Western oil and a mop in there, that's fine too. Just to keep. I've got it in my truck now. I try to keep salt, which I'm out. It's my <laughs> last load. <laughs> Wisconsin, Reedsburg, matter of fact. You know, I tell them keep WD forty. You know, anything, anything it can freeze, anything it needs to move, such as your gauges or your knobs, your tailgate, anything where pinches or hinges on the back in your sleeves, you need to you know throw WD forty on there. And say you forget something, that's what the ether's for to unthaw it right quick. Mm-hmm. These gauges, if you don't do WD forty, the gauges will you're not your gauges, but your knobs will freeze. You will get out there and crank and break the handle. No. You talking these, about your? What are you talking about? Knobs, your uh, to dump the bags, and, and dump oh, the bags, and yeah. do whatnot. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It will get in there, and they will freeze. That's what the ether's for, and to keep plastic for some loads. You know, some loads. You know, some of your feed loads can't always do this. The plastic is something. You know, if you, it will freeze, you can put a layer down. You can put that plastic down, then put the feed in there, whether it be hominy or wheat or corn or whatever. That's going to sweat and mildew because you know it will slide off of that versus right. it will stick to the plastic. You know, there are. But you need to know these things before you get there. And, you know, and. Uh, well, I think you're right. Weather's really important to know. Mm-hmm. What about a routine? Weldon, do you have a routine you go through when you get ready to, to load or unload? Yeah, I um, I come from hauling cars for 19 years. So you that's that's the number one thing you develop is a routine. And that, my wife will tell you I'm, I'm OCD as it comes, you know, with everything. So you definitely have to develop a, a routine. And I will tell you, you know, you learn the most when you get out there on your own and you start making some mistakes and you, you learn from those mistakes, you know, and you want to try and minimize them for sure. So, but, you know, my routine would, may not necessarily fit somebody else or somebody, you know, like 
our routines, you know, might be totally different. But, you know, you you develop a routine and take your time. You know, number one, take your time. And, you know, we were talking about dumping early. You know, I, one of my biggest things when I first started dumping years ago was I always when I'm when I'm going as I'm going up, not only am I watching my trailer as it's going up, but I'm watching my tires on the ground, making sure that the bow and the tires are staying the same on each side. You know, those are little things that you, you you know, you pick up on because, you know, if that load is 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 loaded to one side of the trailer or the other, and you could tell when they're loading you because you'll see that trailer tip to one side or another as they're loading you, you know, and, um, you know, you just have them, hey, look, you know what, don't go in as deep when you're dumping or whatever or however they're doing it. So, you know, I, I think I got away from the routine thing. but Well, no, you know, that's a good point because I was just thinking about you watching so you can see your tires. Right. And your mirrors. And your mirrors. And you can see if, if one's squatting more than the other. Right. Right. Okay. And then you can see the, the line of the trailer maybe going up in your mirrors and whether it's Absolutely. swaying one way. Now, do you guys get out? I mean, when you get to a place to unload, you survey the situation and then tell me what happens then. Every time. I mean, every unless, time. unless it's somewhere without where I've been and we dump the exact same place every time. You know, I always get out and check, you know, that's it's, it's, you know, why not? It only takes you. What are you looking for? I'm looking for the level ground and uh, making sure that the ground, the ground is firm. And then also actually how for if I'm dumping in a pit or whatever, just seeing how far back I need to go or how deep, you know, I may have to, you know, if it's somewhere that doesn't have a, a backstop, you know, you want to I get out a couple of times and look to make sure because, you know, you don't want to overshoot it. So anywhere, anything you could do to be safe, because, hey, you, it might be a time you may not, you don't, you know, you don't get a do-over. That's right. You know, yeah. so, hey, be safe. That's the yeah. first thing, number one, because yeah. you got family at home needing you to come back. That's yeah. right. So, and, and you don't want to get in a hurry. I think right. that's a big deal, too. And having your own routine. I've talked to some of our owner-operators, and they're big on their, their routine, and that it just takes time to develop the safest right. routine. And, you know, that that's everybody's different. Yeah. And, you know, you're looking at whether it be dirt, rock, concrete, asphalt, whatever. You know, and you'll pick up the little tricks, like you backing up into a spot, let's say it's gravel. Well, is it gravel thick enough to tow the truck up? You just drove across it. But remember, you're putting all that weight on one axle. Mm -hmm. So if it's wet, back across it. If it leaves a mark, back across it again. If it leaves another mark, it's not going to hold you up. If you leave a mark and you back over it and you pull back over it and it's about the same, it's probably going to hold you. But every time you back across, it gets a little deeper, a little deeper, a little deeper. It's not going to hold you up, mm. you know, or one side maybe. Like say, this this gravel over here is dry, but this gravel here is kind of wet. And you back through it and it's making marks, it's not going to hold you up. It's not so it's packing. Time, it's, it's not packing. So you got to do something else. And like I said, that's things you need to be talking about when you're being trained. You know, and those, those are, that's something I tell my guys. A lot of it's common sense, isn't it? Oh, it is. Well, they don't think about it. See, they don't know. They're just assuming, hey, I drove across it, held the truck up, it's going to hold it up when I pick it up. No. Yeah, yeah and, and I can see that because if you've never done it before, you don't know if this is good or not. Like, like is the trailer clean enough? Right. You know, mm -hmm. well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> swept it out. Okay, but is it clean enough? Well, I don't know. I hadn't, you know, it's my first week. Yeah. What's your next product? Yeah, well, that's right. right. What's that's your next right. product? That's what you got to know. Gonna determine what you do next yeah you know you can't put roofing granules on nothing but a clean trailer right but That's yeah right. you can load almost anything behind roofing granules because mm -hmm. they come out clean yeah right. and then what Pretty don't come out so. clean you can blow out sweep out right whatever yeah. yeah how do you guys i had one guy tell me that it was real beneficial to carry an extra pin for the trailer mm -hmm. is that y'all see that Maybe yeah, because that can be lost pretty easy. We already lost a pin. Usually no. they're knocked out and forgotten. They forgot. To, they forget to put them back in. They've laid them on the ground. They drive off and leave them. Right. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Now explain that. Way. Explain that to our listeners. So the pin is on the goes in the side of the trailer. The right, right. The, the, it's the third point. Correct. On the back of the trailer. Right. And you have to knock it out if you're going to do a regular. Swing dump swing yeah. door yeah. swing, swing door swing but you leave it in and then we have a, a barn door. manual to barn door mm -hmm. where that pin stays in you know all the time it's on a right. handle mm -hmm. so when you knock that pin out of the bottom then to swing door leave it you other forget to leave yeah. it pushed up leave yeah. it locked but don't want you to forget swing to put it back in. in right like at 3m in atlanta they've got a wide enough pit when we go to atlanta they won't take it out to the, the chute and when you get done 
you can let it down and reach by with a handle and bump, you know, knock the pin out and let it swing open. Right. And it'll self-clean because it's wide enough that it's behind the whole trailer versus everywhere else. you got a pit. we got to get in there and, you know, shovel it out and pull it out through the pit and drop it down in their hole. But, but yet their stuff is wide enough that we can swing it quick, clean, and, and be gone. Right. Okay, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor, Arrow Truck Sales. Keith Wilson at Arrow Truck Sales in Springfield, Missouri, is currently offering $1,000 off your first month's payment when you finance with transport funding or $1,000 off the truck price if you bring your own financing. They're also discounting the cost of an extended warranty by $500. Aero Truck Sales has been a longtime partner with Oakley Trucking, and that's because they specialize in first-time truck buyers. They don't do any leases. They have the best used trucks money can buy because used trucks is all they do. They don't sell any new trucks. And the biggest reason that Aero and Oakley are partners is service after the sale. It is very important to us at Oakley that when we refer you to a company, that they are a good company with good people. They do what they say, and they understand our requirements. So give Keith a call at 573-216-6047 for a good used truck, and tell him you heard about it on the Oakley Podcast. All right, let's – you got something? Well, I was just going to say on? that pin, like you were saying, that sometimes they'll knock them out and leave them. That's being in a hurry because you're not – you know, if you knock it out, I'm if I knock it, if anything I take off the truck unless is the you know I make sure I put it on the truck. So you know because I know me, I man, I forget, but you know anything. So I I make sure I put I take a pin out, I put it under my bunk, my bunk, so I don't forget it. One guy told me he said it wondered if it would be handy if we could have had a place on oh, the trailer to yeah. put that pin. It's how the but, car haulers, you know, would that be pins. handy if we did? It really like. would be. Now I never thought about that, but our car haulers, you know, we use pins and they got spots for them. So. You see some of the drivers out here now. I did have mine, but hit me with a hammer driving it in. It collapsed a ring on top, but some of them have rings on bottom. And you'll see a bunch of them now. Pull them out, and where your tarp handle goes, of course, now your tarp's on the passenger side because right. it's open. open. It's got a hole in it. Pin it where you pin your bar, and they leave the hanger. And they, if they do walk off, they're not going to forget it. Yeah, and that works out really well. Okay, hmm. so yeah, see, I've I've seen more and more of those drivers do that. You know, it's 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 new to a lot of people, but you know, to a lot of guys, they've been doing it for years, and and it's something that you got to pay attention to because we have guys get uh, complacent, and yeah. I've done it a long time, and and get a little uh, yep, little cocky, <laughs> little pride, a you lot know, cocky, and it's I'm sure you see some of those guys out there that it'll reach up and bite you. Quick. If you're not careful, you know, I think we do a good job here. We got some really good owner operators that take care of our equipment real good and, and want to do safe, a safe job unloading. But man, if you don't, the thing is you're doing it every day mm -hmm. and it's easy to get used to it. I mean, how do you, how do you discipline yourself to refocus every time I'm going to unload? How do you do that? Well, well, I mean, you know, like I said, it was, you know, I've I've made got complacent and messed up one time because I was there was a line of trucks behind me waiting to unload, so I got in a hurry. And me and hurrying don't, you know, I have one speed and when I'm when I get out of that whack, you know, it's it's I'm messed up. But I was I was supposed to be swing dooring. Well, I forgot to open my jaws and standing up and my I didn't want to see him product coming up. So I let it down, got out, and looked, and I had already bent my hinge mm. up there. So it it took some finagling to get the door open, then to get it back closed. Yeah. You know, after that. So, but you know, it's it's like I said, like we were saying to reiterate, man, never get in a hurry. Because number one, Oakley pays us enough to where we don't have to be running around here like chickens with our heads cut off. Yeah. And, you know, I might have some guys that might want to strangle me for saying that, but, hey, I don't bring it. <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> but, um, right. you know, really, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've done that most of my life, all this other type of work to where I feel like I had to run. So, you you know, you develop your 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 um routine and stick to it, you know, no matter how many people behind you, because, you know, they, they you know, you're rushing because they're back there. But, hey. Like I said earlier, you know, you, you you got people that depend on you that's at home. 
as well as Oakley. They're dependent on you. So don't go out there and mess up to where it costs you your life or somebody else's. It's you know, not worth it. You, it's not right. worth it. You're exactly right. I, right. I think that's a great way to look at it, to pay attention. You can only control what you can control right there in front that's of right. you, and that's doing a safe job with that trailer. When you were talking to explaining that story, this is where my mind goes. You were talking about, you know, raising it up, nothing coming out. Well, that my first thought was, I have done exactly that, unload my bass boat and back it down in the water, and I forget to take a strap off the back, yep. and I'm revving it back, and it won't go back <laughs> because I left a strap. On. Yep, <laughs> kind of yep. same thing, isn't it? Well, oh man, that sounds like that? a Hank Parker deal there, like you, <laughs> except like one more, of his bloopers. Yeah. <laughs> Set more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right. buddy, because you know it's just gonna suck the tip. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on if I, you know, how much uh, your strap is out to where, you know, if it's still on the trailer, if it's the back of it is enough to where it could tuck you down under the water and pull, you know, oh yeah, water over yeah. the back. Uh, I've done some stupid things before, hey, but man, you human. get in a hurry. People's behind you wanting to let's go, let's go, you yeah. know, and you got to do that. You got to take your time and and not let customers get get you in a hurry. Don't let other drivers get you in a hurry and, and take you out of your routine. Mm -hmm. Don't it, let them talk you into making a dump that you don't feel comfortable doing. Right. You know, and that's another big thing. That's, I can give Kale credit on that one. You call him up, say, hey, mm, I don't like this. I don't feel comfortable doing what they're asking me to do. Okay, don't do it. No questions asked. No doubt. They'll do something different or don't do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's 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 part of it too. You know, yeah. just because you have to do this. Mm, I may have to dump, but I don't have to dump like this. We need to do something different. Either you need to let me move downhill, uphill. Find a spot. We got to do something different. You, you know, and, and, and yeah. that's something else I, I that I tell the guys, well, you have to dump. You're right. I've got to get it off the trailer, but I don't have to do it the way you're telling me. I got to do it where I feel comfortable. And you, then you start looking around, and then there's those frame trailers in there. Mm. Yeah. Then there you go. You look around, you think, well, no wonder. They got these frame trailers can dump on the side of a mountain <laughs> and not turn over. They don't you know, understand the difference. They do not understand the difference. They do not understand the weight distribution over the whole way. When you stand that end dump up, all your weight's back there on that one axle. It's not spread out like on the, on the frameless trailer. Right. At least some of that weight does transfer forward pressure on the ground to spread it out. Well, and I wouldn't doubt it that they just, they don't, they're trying to save themselves some work. If you can mm -hmm. dump it here, I don't have yeah, to move it. All the time, <laughs> even though they could be on a machine, you know, <laughs> machine does the work. Yeah. You know, they still, it's just. You you run into customers like that every now and then, you know. Yeah. Dumping turf, that's that's another thing. You know, we go we go let that out of Alabama and we'll go somewhere. I mean, I've been on uh what's it what's the one down here? Uh not Magnolia, but the center, uh, Arkansas, the the mules, the oh, that's their mascot. What is Monticello. It? Monticello. Monticello. I've yeah. dumped on their baseball field and that was awesome. Oh, yeah. I have dumped on uh the baseball field at uh up here at uh, Arkansas, Arkansas State. Yeah, yeah, Arkansas State, and that is awesome. And uh, but when you go in there, you're like, hey, look, guys, I just can't just dump out here on the ground. You know, <laughs> we're you. It's got to be dry. It can't be sand. It's got to. We gonna have to. You know, it's got. I need if I go out there, it needs to be dry because I'm gonna tire it up if it ain't. And of course, lucky every time I've been there, it's always been dry back out there. It leaves ruts, but it's it held the trailer up. Even though you know, most people don't know when they build a baseball field, softball field, soccer fields, there's a layer of sand and different rock under it. So the ground is already soft for a reason to get the water down. Drain. So when you back over it, it's already sinking. So, you know, you have to, you can't go out there when it's wet. And that was my main thing when I called that the head football coach or the baseball coach down there. I said, it's got to be dry. Well, that particular dump, he had me dump up there in the parking lot. So then, luckily, all them guys were baseball players. They went up there and moved. Me and these three other Oakleys, we're just backing off the road. We're like this, and we dump, sit down, we drive out. Yeah, that's how was, the hill was like that. You know, we mm -hmm. the parking lot. So this moved everybody. We could back off and dump and leave. We said, well, can you not just drive it? And said, no, because it's gonna go up and it's gonna go over. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah, and he's he's like, okay, we're gonna dump you like this. Then it's me calling my guys. He said, I'll have I'll have a move by the time you get here. And no problem. That's good. Yeah. At, at least the customers listen to you guys. Right. Yeah. That's that's what you get most of the time. I mean, they respect the job you're doing, don't they? And oh, yeah. And let you make a decision on a good, safe place to dump. That's good. Right. Right. I've, and sharing that information with a guy that you're training. You know, mm -hmm. he needs to know this. He needs to know that he can. I mean, a lot of this information. I mean, he goes through dispatch and he goes through Randolph, and and Randolph can't cover everything. Right. He is covering three divisions. 
And that's why I was saying there need to be more training in the end dumps because, in my opinion, they're all dangerous, okay? All right, not arguing that. But end dump, in my opinion, is the most dangerous. It's the area where you can do the most damage. You can either may not hurt yourself as bad as falling off the top of a tank, but you could turn it over. You know, you could turn over in a building or out of a building. Mm -hmm. uh, you could turn over and land on someone else. You know, and that's why I tell them, you know, mm -hmm. there's a certain way you run away from a truck if you're outside. It mm -hmm. ain't straight away. <laughs> you run at a 45-degree <laughs> angle away from it. You know, you stand the trailer up like this, and you're right here, and it falls over. You're got. That's why mm -hmm. you run this way. You don't run. You don't run long ways of the truck, but you no. run angled away from right. it. You know, and, and a, a trainee guy who's just never done this, he needs to know that. He needs to know to stay in the truck. Mm -hmm. He knows that he don't need to get out of it. He needs to keep the door closed. I say he doesn't need to wear a seatbelt because if it turns over, he needs to lean. If it does fall over, he needs to be to the center of the truck, center of the truck. Because if it don't turn over and it slaps back and you're strapped in that seat, it will knock you out right there. You know, and I think these things like this, these, they need to know this. Yeah. You know, they need to be explained. Like if it does fall, this is what you need to do. And don't think you're going to jump out of it. You don't need to be on the ground. <clears throat> you need to be in it. That's the safest place. Okay, so now that we've scared everybody, oh, and absolutely, the listeners yeah. out of pulling a dump trailer, <laughs> yeah. we, we've we've lost everybody. Every recruit is now hanging, changing what about they're it. doing. That, well, well, I mean, it's real though. It's truth. It's real stuff. And I mean, but but now now you know we give them this stuff. So brings me if I'm listening out there and I'm thinking about coming to Oakley, then why are you guys here? You know. Mm -hmm. Why are you guys, you know, giving up 16 years of car hauling and you're at Oakley now for two or three years? Money. Man. Money. <laughs> he said well, straight up money. It's always that. But, you know, I honestly, I will tell you the company that I came from when I first started there, you know, I worked with two different car hauling companies, one for five and the other one for 14. But the, the last one I left when I first started there, they were the greatest things from apple pie and hot dogs and you know but then it changed and one thing I noticed man when I first time I talked with Corey over the phone it was like I felt like I've been knowing him for a long time man and I can honestly say the, the five recruits that I've gotten on here they, they'll tell you to sit themselves you know that you know that's one of the things I said man you know it's like family here Everybody, you know, they'll meet you once and they're going to remember your name or they're going to remember your face. Everybody's going to speak to you. And I, I love that. It don't matter who you are. You know, it's like, you know, there's no egos around here. And, you know, whether it be drivers or whatever, you might have one having a bad day that just walk by you. But for the most part, everybody's going to speak to you when you walk by. I love that. I'm from South Louisiana, and that's what we do. We usually hug. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, but I'm just saying, you know, yes, money. But I've always worked for companies, you know. I'm my own. I I have my own truck now, and that's some pride. There's a lot of pride in that. But a lot of the pride is that I work for Oakley, and I'm proud to tell people that. You know, they pay us well, and since I've been here, you know, we've gotten you know modest raises because I mean I'm taking in, I'm thinking as y'all taking in consideration the fuel prices and stuff like that. And man, I tell you, for the people that hadn't said it, I appreciate it. Well, you know. We appreciate you. What does your wife think about it? <laughs> Man. I just throw that out there. I know you weren't prepared for that. Well, I mean, when I I tell you this, when I made my 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 one year and she got that that debit card, fifty dollar debit card, she was like, "Is this for you?" And I'm like, "It, it has your name on it." Yes, you right. know, and she was just like man, this, this is awesome. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it is, you know, and, and then they hear that it, you know, it increases every year, you know, that I'm here. And I mean, man, that's, it, that, that's how you retain because that's appreciation. And that's why I said, I appreciate it. Yeah. That, that, and that we do too. It's, you know, you gotta, you gotta develop that relationship and that means a lot more than anything that can be paid. But you know, you guys pull dump trailers and we talk about all the dangerous stuff doing it and some, but evidently y'all like pulling dumps, right? Love it. Money. Why? Money. <laughs> Chris is stuck on the money. He's I'm stuck, stuck on, on the money. money. Yeah, I'm stuck on the money. But I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. But I want these guys when they come in, I mean, you've got to know the good and the bad and the ugly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of these guys don't understand what the dangers are. I mean, 
I'm a guy, I want to know what they are. I mean, I want to know what I'm up against. I don't want to figure, because the trailer's falling over, that's a little late to tell me that we right. got a problem. And that's why I'm kind of a stickler on, you know, the way I, some of this stuff that I've said and, and been on, because I think these guys, some of these guys really don't know when they get here. They really don't know. And, and I think they should know when they get here what kind of dangers is involved, what they should do if this happens, or at least have a – I hate to see a guy run into a guy he's froze up or he's had damage or he's done something dumb mm -hmm. by not knowing he's bent something, broke something because he didn't know. <laughs> that's to me, that's just dumb. I mean, sometimes if you tell a guy and he still does it, okay. But if he done it and didn't know it, like some people don't know that we can't dump at a 45 degree angle. We can't dump cockeyed. Well, you know, we got to be straight. And you would believe how you wouldn't believe any place. Oh, that other guy done it, but he's a frame trailer. I'm not. You know, things like this. They need to understand this before they go back there and do it because let's say he goes back there and he dumps and walks the trailer to the truck. Like we're talking about sideways. Guess what? He can't mm. let it down. Right. What if he's – I've been asked to do this, mm. back around a corner and dump and let the trailer walk to me. Great. Mm. But then I do it. I can't let – I can't move. I'm trapped. Yeah. You know, and trying to explain that is very difficult because the guy before him just done it. Well, I know? like the part you said in the beginning of this episode was having other guys' phone numbers. Right. Correct. That, to me, is a key to, to having good people to help you. If you're going into a place and just making that phone call, hey, I'm going into so-and-so in Alabama. You've been there before. Mm -hmm. Yep, here's what you need to do. That's it. Right. Yeah. save you a lot of time. And just even if it's going in the wrong way mm -hmm. or, you know, where that's to park big. and checking in or any of that kind of stuff has got to help. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, right. Equipment, extra equipment to carry, just because it's driver-friendly, not because y'all require it. I mean, all those kind of things fall in there. You know, yeah. the different ways of dumping those little, that little trick about backing up over a, a wet spot. You know, if you don't know back, it looks like it's gravel. It's been gravel. Just, you know, do a little, those little things like that, those little tricks will help these drivers and they need to know this. A trainer, some of these, uh, here's the thing what I've said when we was talking about this. It's, this is not for the experienced driver. The stuff that I've wrote down and stuff I talk about and stuff I teach. This is about trying to get the first driver who's never done this up to speed faster before he tires up something or he gets mad and quits. And I really think a lot of the drivers, they get mad and quit because they didn't figure it out. They didn't know everything. They, that's why that's, that's, that's my opinion. I may be wrong, but I think that's, that's a sum of them. And they're not up to speed because they're not learning everything. Well, some of us back to they only made one or two dumps on one or two materials, and that's the only material they know how to dump. They don't know mm -hmm. nothing else. Mm -hmm. And that's where the phone calls come in. Yeah. You know, other people, hey, this is what you need to do. It, like you said, one, two, three, and then do it like this. And you need, you know, and there's, these young, the, the drivers who are coming in who's never had no experience, these are the drivers that's the most troublesome because they're aggravated. Well, and, they're the and most of the time I get the phone calls out of people I've trained and people I know, and, and, and they're already mad because they don't, well, that guy didn't tell me this. I'm, I'm going to help you with this. It's just, you it's know, just like anything it. that you've never done before. And, and you're not sure, you feel comfortable, comfortable that I know I can do this. It's just I don't know the process of right. doing it and when I'm making a mistake. And and I appreciate your passion, Chris, for <laughs> wanting to prevent those mistakes that these guys can have a potential to make. And, I mean, that means a lot because, you know, yes, everybody's going to make mistakes. He said, you know, you can learn from your mistakes. You just don't want to learn from a a bad, a bad mistake, you know, right. you want to be, you, you want to make sure you, you know, as much as you can know right. about the situation going on. And the way we do that here at Oakley that, you know, is this is, this is the way we do things. You come in, we go through orientation. We actually spend a full day out here, raising the trailer up and down. We even load some guys out here to give an idea how to, how to do the gauges mm -hmm. and zero them out and read the gauges. You know, if you're, if you're heavy on the front or heavy on the back, that type of deal, we try to do that here, but we're loading something easy out here, mm -hmm. you know, dirt, rock, you know, on level ground. Then what we do is, is team you up with an owner operator that's already here and have them be patient. And yes, we do pay them to, to hang with you for a few loads, you know, and show you some of the ropes, some of the things that you guys are talking about mm -hmm. until they feel comfortable that you're good to go on your own. That's our, that's our plan. It's not just a real good one, <laughs> but I, you know, it's hard to come. It's hard to do it. I mean, okay. because you know, you're going to train me. Well, I may not run like you run, you know, I'm, I'm not easy to train. You know, I may be a little slower than the, other guy, I've still got the 
the latch on the back of my boat trailer trying to get it off in the lake, you know, yeah. so I'm, I'm it's going to take me a little bit to learn that kind of stuff. And that right. takes a lot of patience, but that's, that's our, that's our training program at Oakley. And I'm not saying it's the best. It's just the only one we've come up with that's solid, that that's helps. But yeah. I think having an outline, like we've talked about like yeah. stuff, yeah. I, I think that would, I think what that does, I fill in the gaps, you know, it helps take yeah. these people. Well, hauling Coke. Call Chris. Here's his number. You know, yeah. there you go. There <laughs> yeah. you go. Yeah. Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But, you know, making a basic outline yeah. to whereas the experienced driver talks about it with the trainee, you know, you know, at least talk about it, at least have an idea. Hey, there could be something here. You know, the extra equipment to carry. I mean, like WD-40. Most people out here don't care. Why ain't carrying WD-40 for? Because you go up north and get snow in there and you can't get your stuff undone. You're back there beating off a hammer. You know. Simple things like that. Yeah. That's exactly you get in trouble, right. carry rope. I carry a two-inch strap. What if something happens to my tarp? If I can keep the air out of the tarp, I can carry it down the road. It don't have to be tight. Put that strap across the front, stretch it down tight. I tell people I'm training, and he says, why would you do that? Because if you can keep the front of the tarp across the roll bonnet, the roll cap, as y'all call it, yep. I grew up calling it a bonnet. You keep that bonnet tight, the tarp will stay on the trailer, and you can drive it somewhere and get that tarp fixed. Yep. Like, I say, like I say, if your tarp bar breaks, your you, you bar, you winch bar, it breaks in the middle somewhere, mm -hmm. it won't get tight. Right. But you can use a strap to keep the air out, pull it down tight, and drive to get fixed. Those are just a helpful equipment hints that that I tell all of them. Now, you need to carry rope. You know, you need to carry WD-40. You need to carry ether. You need to carry all this other stuff, too. You know, a longer raincoat's nice. Galoshes. One, one last thing I want to ask you guys okay. because we, we're out of time. But before I do that, let's, let's check in with our sponsor, Lube Zone. Cold weather and batteries don't go together. That's why LubeZone is rolling out battery services this month at their locations. Get a battery test for free, a $30 value, and get a full system electrical test for $49.99, a $70 value. LubeZone currently has 11 locations throughout Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, and California with more on the way. They can do annual DOT inspections along with CSA inspections without making an appointment. LubeZone thrives on giving great customer service to the truck driver, offering full service disclosure and advice without the intent to upsell additional products to you that you don't need. But don't forget what LubeZone is famous for, fast is back. Their goal is to provide good PM services as quick and efficient as possible so you can get back on the road. They offer three major oil brands, Shell, Dello, and Mobile products, along with OEM approved filters. Stop by one of their locations and let us know how your experience was. Check out LubeZone.com for all their locations and tell them you heard about it on the Oakley Podcast. Okay, so the last thing I want to ask you guys is patching a tarp. <laughs> Have you ever had to patch your tarp? Oh, yeah. And what's the best way to do it? What kind of tire is it? Tarp. No, what kind of tire? Tear because it's going to depend on what I'm going to use. Tennessee, Tennessee boy. Yeah. I tell you. It depends on what I'm going to use. I have to have a translator. <laughs> tear. I don't know what kind of tear it is. It's it, a it, hole. Okay, a hole. Okay, that's different from a tire. Coke. Coke put a hole in it. Okay, you've got a melted hole in the center. You may uh, may want to use a round tarp. They give us patches out there to use. Let's say you used all of them. You can use tape. Let's say it's a rub mark. That it's not all the way through, but it is leaking. Let's say the tarp's been rubbing over this bar. It's just thin. You can use a flex seal, spray over it, and let it dry. It takes a while. or the or, And that helps. How I, do I see the – how do I find these? you got to be inside the trailer with yeah, an empty, with the roll it, with it closed. closed. And you can see the thin spots and the heavy spots or, you know, the tire spots. Tape, you want to run the tape. Patch it from the inside? Inside. And you want to run the tape up, you know, with the tarp, not crossways, because you roll it this way, you know, the tarp will roll up the tape in it. But mm -hmm. now if it's this way, it only rolls half the way, Halfway, and it yeah. will actually unpeel itself. So, you know, you need to run your tarp side to side of the trailer with your tape. I did have uh, one – I was talking to Mike Johnson, one of our owner-operators today, and we got to talking about patching a tarp. Now, he, he was going to call me back and tell me what it was, but he has found some tarp patch material. Yes, that works fantastic. They flat betters, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. He said it's a lot better than what we we just give you excess tarp out here at the shop and right. some glue or whatever. You just take your stuff. He said here. that was some good stuff. He didn't know the name of it, but he said it worked like a champ. Most of these tarp places got them. 
you know, you can get this patch of whatever size and you take it and you cut it like you want. You peel it off and you got your tarp laid out and you just lay it on there and it's stuck. It's yeah, done. he said you peel what? the back off of yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. I'll tell you. It's expensive, but yeah. Gorilla tape. That Man, works for you. That stuff is no joke. I, what I do is, like you said, I go in the inside and I take a baby wipe or whatever and I clean it, tarp yeah. off, and then, and then let it dry. And take that tape and, and, you know, run it to where, like you said, when you roll it up so it doesn't, if you roll, if you do it crossways, it's going to keep rolling up in it and then it's going to come apart. I got you. know, you. as you, um, or it might get stuck the way you can't roll it, roll it. <laughs> when you roll it in the tarp, yeah. Right. Yeah. So once I put that Gorilla tape on it, I put several strips, but then I take that Flex Seal. Spray it. Spray it. Spray the tape. And I got something that's been on there since last year. It will stay. And no kidding, man! I tell you, this stuff works, but I'm gonna have to find that. Yep. that stuff you talk. Uh, you about. can find them. Some of these guys doing these flatbeds on these tarps. Truck Pro used to have it, but a lot of these tarp places repairs tarps. They carry it. Right. Yeah. And he'll call me back, and I'll find out. Okay. He, he, we'll we'll try to spread the word on that, so guys can help. So. Oh yeah. Well, man, we we've, we've been long enough on this. I I think it's great though. We've all learned something. I mean, it's <laughs> a good. It's a good way to share information. I mean, with with every all our owner operators and guys thinking about coming in. So I, I just think it's beneficial and I appreciate you guys taking your time to, to do it. I know we caught you here and doing the geo tab class and, <laughs> and that, but I, I think that's, you know, it works. I mean, you guys know what you're doing You're I think it's great that we go through the hard stuff and we tell people about it. That's the way they can be prepared. That's right. That's I, right. I believe if we tell them everything, knowing the good and the bad, and they still come, there's a better chance they're going to stay. You bet you. Yeah, and they're going to stay at right. it, and they're going to have less chance of tearing up something. Yep. Yeah. But we got a bunch of good owner-operators like you guys out here, and I appreciate y'all and the job y'all do and, and the passion y'all have taking care of your stuff, taking care of Oakley's trailer and, and your truck and the customers out there. It means a lot, man. It really does. Uh, I appreciate the time y'all y'all put into us at, with us here at Oakley. So. Well, we thank y'all, and I will say to anybody out there, you know, hey, Come on. Yep. I'm telling you, this is this is a, a family-oriented company and, you know, great place to work. Money. Money, Chris. <laughs> He's stuck on that money. money. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Oakley Podcast. Remember to subscribe, uh, comment, like, and spread the word about the Oakley Podcast. We sure appreciate it, and I appreciate everybody listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Oakley Podcast, Trucking, Business, and Family. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate or review the show in the podcast platform of your choice and share it with a friend. We love hearing from our audience, so if you've got a question, comment, or just want to say hello, head over to our website, theoakleypodcast.com, and click the Leave a Comment button. We'll get you a response soon and may even share some of the best ones here on the show. We'll be back with a fresh episode very soon. Thanks for listening.